0: I am phenomenal or his old one. I am phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah.
1: You ready? It's time for Smack Talk Live, another episode, Tony Colombo, what's going on, big brother?
0: (laughs) What's happening, my man? Great to be with you, excited for another fun episode of the 10s, our countdown list. I love today's topic Um, and excited to get started.
1: Let me ask you, is there anything better right now than AJ Styles' I, I'm Phenomenal theme song? Because right now, no. that is my probably top three favorite theme songs right now of current wrestlers.
0: I'm sitting here bobbing my head as as, as you played that at the beginning. I, I, I love it. It fits AJ perfectly. Um, it made such an impact. Uh, when he debuted at the Royal Rumble, uh, which is shockingly, uh, you know, a year ago now. Um, as we record this, we're 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 approaching the Royal Rumble as we record this episode, and and uh, um, it's amazing that AJ's been here for just a year and has done so much. Um, but yeah, no, great song fits him perfectly. Uh, and uh, that'll that's another that's another list to come. We'll have to do that one day. We'll have to do best theme, best theme songs because that's a that's a great discussion as well. But today, tell the folks what we are doing.
1: All right, here on Smack Talk Live. By the way, Tony, before I even set it up, where can people find Smack Talk Live? The the home of Smack Talk Live.
0: The home of Smack Talk Live is the website ninety seven one talk dot com. And then you can just go slash Columbo, which is my last name, C-O-L-O-M-B-O, all O's in Columbo. 97.1, uh is a radio station in St. Louis that I work for, and their website, our website, has become the home of Smack Talk Live. So you can go to 971talk.com slash Columbo. You can find all of our episodes right there, all of our different countdown lists, our review shows, everything that we do here on Smack Talk Live. Uh, that is the home ninety seven one talk dot com slash Columbo. Also, don't forget you can also follow me on Twitter at tony colombo nine seven one at tony colombo nine seven one. Again, all O's in colombo. And how do they follow you, Dennis Farrell?
1: Well, Dennis seven seven Farrell on Twitter or Facebook. That's where we do most of our conversation. You don't uh, participate because you're Facebookless, but. Uh, F a r r e l l and uh, look for my uh, my post my my wrestling nerdy theme post. So uh, you you yes. ready you ready to tell the nerds what we're doing now?
0: Yeah, you you set this one up. Tell them what we're gonna do.
1: All right, listen, we we've done so many of these in the past. This to, this time, one of the most requested things that we're doing is finishers. It may not be the exact finishing move, but it is a huge part of it some matches end with this move so this this move might just be as popular as the actual finisher itself i've got a couple here that that might be 1a and 1b we've done submissions in the past today is finishers Mm -hmm. tony colombo you won the coin toss you go first
0: all right i will go first and i will remind folks that Yes, these are these we, these are not submission holds because we've done that. So these are not submission finishers. These are the actual move. And if you want to hear our discussion on submissions, uh, that version of a finishing move, you can do so, once again, at the home of Smack Talk Live, which is 971talk.com slash colombo. Find the podcast there and listen to it. In- My first... W- Go ahead. And and I was going
1: to say, by the way, these are yours in my top ten, not overall top ten. This is our opinions and our opinions only.
0: Great point. These are our – we are – the way that we do our lists here on Smack Talk Live is that we list our favorites because we want it to be a discussion. I'm not going to tell you that this – my list here is the end-all, be-all of – best submission finishers. These are our favorites and we want to hear your favorites as well. So all the places we mentioned earlier, Twitter, Facebook are, you know, go there and continue the discussion. We'd love to have the talks about these. So these are our favorite finishers and I'll start with my number 10 which is perfect. No. It's the perfect no. finishing maneuver because not only is it a suplex, but it's Actually, also a pinning maneuver, the perfect plex, the northern light suplex by Kurt Henning, the perfect plex is the perfect way to start this list. Why are you saying no? Because it's probably your number one, right?
1: Well, I will say this. <laughs> you, you and I do not talk at all before we do these lists, right? No,
0: we don't. Yeah, no, because we and very often we have the same moves on the list. But yeah, we don't. We do not talk one. We don't even give each other a hint about our list.
1: Well, my number ten is the perfect way to start a list.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: My number ten <laughs> is actually the per- perfect plex. What better way for a man to end a finishing hold, a, a, a move than something just as simple and perfect as sweet as that?
0: Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I would like to give honorable mention to Alicia Fox. The, the Perfect flex is a Northern Lights suplex, if I'm not mistaken. That's the, that's the proper name for it. Mm-hmm. And Alicia Fox executes a beautiful Northern Lights suplex. She doesn't use it as a finisher, but, man, she's really good at it, too. But uh, nobody can do it like Mr. Perfect.
1: Right.
0: Uh, my number nine. Hopefully, okay. If this one's on your list, then there's something going on. We've 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 been doing these too long, and we're starting to share the same brain. Because I feel like I I feel like this one is a little bit out of the box, a brand new finisher, um, in the world of professional wrestling. One that I think one day could move up this list a little bit further, and is devastating, and is beautiful to look at and that is Baron Corbin's end of days I,
1: I I thought about putting that on that's an honorable mention but it did not make my list
0: yeah I, I I understand why it's brand new he's brand new I'm not sold on Baron Corbin yet I don't know what I think of uh of this guy yet but I think that he definitely has the tools to be a very successful superstar and the end of days is just a cool-looking finisher, so it's my number nine. Over to you.
1: My number nine? Such men as two Cold Scorpio, Billy Kidman, and Evan Bourne have used this, the Shooting Star Press.
0: Oh, what a beautiful one. It, good one. It's a
1: majestic move where it's just slow motion and pretty as he comes off that top rope. How is that? I mean, right there, one of my favorites.
0: I love it. Good one. Very good one. Um, I like the high flying ones. Those are always good. Very good. Um, my number eight is the Outsiders Edge slash Razor's Edge. Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. The finishing maneuver that starts with the power bomb, where he lifts the person up over his shoulders and then slams them down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the setup to it particularly the Scott Hall NWO setup where he sticks the guy between his legs that does, you know, plays with the camera, you know, makes faces and the whole thing. The setup, everything about Scott Hall, I'm a big mark for Scott Hall, and so that's why I'm putting the razor's edge at number eight.
1: My number eight is a move that has been outlawed. It still was new and innovative, and I've never seen it before, the curb stomp.
0: Oh, nice. Good one. I didn't even think of a curb stomp.
1: Yes, I I, you Uh, know I that was an amazing move. It was phenomenal. It was. I I loved it.
0: It was. I I, I'm glad you put that on there. I didn't even think of it. You know what you I hope this doesn't steal any thunder. It does it's not on my list, but when you said a move that had been outlawed, the first thing that came into my mind was the heart punch.
1: I remember the heart punch? I do. It's not on my list, but I do remember it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the heart punch. Hey, if you get a hit a guy in the chest just right, you're gonna stop his heart. So we have to we have to ban this for the safety of our wrestlers. Right. <laughs> I loved it. I loved that the heart punch was banned. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on. My number seven, is that where we're at? That My is. number seven, I'm gonna to go to the top rope. I'm gonna go a little not quite as innovative as as what you put on a minute ago, but I'm gonna go simple. I'm gonna go childhood. And I'm going to go with the Superfly Jimmy Snooka Superfly Splash. Oh, nice. And if you ever want to look one up, look the one up where he does it off the top of the steel cage. I remember that. feet high. And I remember I had a, a, a an edition of WWF Magazine where he was – that had pictures of Superfly cliff jumping and doing the Superfly Splash. Oh, off of cliffs and had pictures of that. And I just, I was a huge, when I was a very young kid, just getting into wrestling, I was a huge Superfly Jimmy Snooker fan. And I would climb up on fences and mimic that move. And uh, I loved it. It was beautiful. It, he, he was a great character. He, he fit that move so perfectly. And so, uh, number seven is super, super fly splash for me.
1: You know, my number seven and I, it's, it's different to me than the actual shooting star press, but based on who was doing it, the Vader salt, I mean, a guy of that size going up that high and doing a, a yeah. version yeah. of the moonsault off the top rope yeah. was, was amazing. It blew my mind. It, I, I don't, there probably have been other big guys in history, that have gone off the top rope. But I don't think I've ever until then seen a big guy do a, a you know, a backflip off the top rope like that.
0: No, no. Vader's moonsault is impressive. It's beautiful. It's crazy to watch a man that size do that. Bam Bam Bigelow did a moonsault, but his, he kind of went over his shoulder a little bit. It wasn't a straight backflip like, like Vader's a twist. was. It was more of a twist. You're right. Um, Vader, I actually I actually had honorable mention to the Vader bomb, which was his off the second rope maneuver. Um but didn't end up on my list, but I like the Vader assault. Well done there. Thank you. Um my number my number six, I'll be interested to see if this makes your list or not, because it's not a very there's nothing cool or special about this move except for the man who did it. It's the Hogan leg drop.
1: It did my not number make six, my list. No.
0: My number six is Hulk Hogan's leg drop. Not because it's a leg drop, but because it's Hulk Hogan, and every person in the industry has been beaten by that move. Hogan has put away everybody there is with the leg drop, and it was the culmination of the coolest rally the coolest ending of any match ever when he when Hulk was in the 80s and even in the 90s and even in the 2000s there was times when I would mark out when Hulk hulked up and he no sold and he ended everything with the leg drop it was just beautiful and that's why I had to put it on the list so number six for me is the leg drop
1: number six for me it's you know one of the great wrestlers now uses this move and it's called something different but to me it will always be known as the diamond cutter give me the ddp diamond cutter at number 6
0: that's a beautiful move um let's just you know what i'll just let's just fly through it because my number 5 is the diamond cutter so we <laughs> can that's your 6 and my 5 so we can if you want to discuss a little bit if you want to Give your reasons why the diamond cutter is, is on your is, is on this spot. Go for it. And I'm sure you're speaking for me as well.
1: You know, I to me in in WCW in an age where it was a little bit playing at times, that move to me seemed innovative. It was different. It was and they didn't play it up out of nowhere, but it did come out of nowhere. And it was one of, it was one of those first real moves that never had a setup. He didn't he, it came out of nowhere and occasionally he'd throw up the diamond with his head and you know, with his hands and then hit the move. But to me that diamond cutter was amazing and that's what made Diamond Dallas Page who he was.
0: Yep. It could come out of nowhere and it also transcended. There was there was a moment in time there in the late nineties and early two thousands when professional athletes were throwing up the diamond cutter sign and at the end zone after scoring a touchdown in college football and professional football games. And you would see people throwing up the diamond cutter sign at all different at concerts and everything else. It, 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 it was a cultural phenomenon. And I will give credit, honorable mention to Randy Orton, Randy Orton. and I went to the same high school. He's from St. Louis. So, um, I'm quite a bit older. So we, <laughs> we not cross paths, but, um, uh, I I think that he does a great job. I think that his I think that the RKO is beautiful. I like the RKO out of nowhere gimmick, but the diamond cutter is where it's at, and that's why it was my number five. So that was your six, my five. So we're to your five now.
1: The diving Chris Benoit headbutt. I mean, when he went off that I top hate. rope, is did that make yours?
0: It did not. It did not. It's a good it's a good one. It, I, I am impressed. I, I don't know why I didn't even think of that one. Really good one.
1: But it wasn't even like he had his hand up and the cushion to fall. His hands were beside his his waist when he yes. was in midair. There was no cushion and he make to he's that was an amazing move off the top rope and once again it was slow motion and you knew it was gonna hurt both guys and to me, that right there was an amazing finisher.
0: And he would sell it like it hurt him yes. just as bad as it hurt the other guy. Like, he would have that look of dread in his, in his eyes when he would pick to the top ropes, like, oh, this is going to hurt me as much as it hurts you. Mm-hmm. Um, good one. My number four is I can't mm. get enough of the style of Clash. I was not – I am not a big TNA uh, guy. I don't watch a lot of TNA. I do watch a little ROH. I was was intimately familiar with AJ Styles until he got to the WWE. I knew who he was. I knew about him to a certain extent. I knew the Styles Clash. I knew what it was, but I hadn't seen it very often until he got to the WWE. And I just – he, the, the fact that he does it to that are quite a bit bigger than he is sometimes, and every time he does it, you think this, you, you think something really bad is going to happen mm-hmm. because it's just so devastating looking, and it's so unique, it's so cool. Uh, I, I thought it deserved a, a pretty high number, so Styles Clash is my number four.
1: My number four off the beaten path, but it was always really cool when I watched it the death valley driver from Perry Saturn I, I look Perry, oh wow good one Perry was never a, a a superb uh character I thought he was a underrated talent at times but if you've ever mm-hmm. seen the death valley driver where it's it's like a I guess an, an attitude adjuster but he doesn't let go and he swings with the actual move and sometimes he did an inverted where the guys it was like a torture rack and then he hit him it was mm-hmm. it, I to me that move was just one of those moves that would always stay with me in, in my all my favorite wrestling moves in the Death Valley driver at number four
0: yeah I love, I love it good one if you if you don't mind NC17 stories you should youtube this is advice for everybody YouTube Perry Saturn telling stories about um the, the moppy gimmick Mm-hmm. And some of the things that Moppy has has seen uh, backstage, <laughs> and also stories about his his travels with Raven.
1: I'm gonna have it's pretty,
0: to. It, it's it's very, but it's not even R-rated. It's NC-17, but it's pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, my number three is Jake the Snake Roberts, DDT. I love Jake. The DDT was the first move that I remember that was absolutely devastating. There was no, there was nothing after the DDT. And I love that he would call it a hold. If you remember his old promos, he would talk about the DDT, and he would talk about the DDT as the best hold in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I just always thought it was weird because I was like, it's not a hold. It's a move. A hold is like a headlock. But it was just the way he would deliver the finality of the DDT when he would talk about it how it's once that happens there's nothing you can do you know the the, the match the fight is over at that point and you know one of the be- one of the greatest characters a perfect finishing move to match that character so that's why I put the DDT at number 3
1: wow that is phenomenal uh, one of my other favorites, and and this will come at number three. And I, I, for for whatever reason, it was just one of those moves that made me smile. It was the rude awakening. Mm, good I, one. I had to slip that in at number three, just when he you know would turn him around for that neck breaker, and then as we said in probably one of the many podcasts, he swiveled the hips and then boom to me that <laughs> the the. the The Rude Awakening, perfect.
0: Rude Awakening did not make my list. It was honorable mention. I I went back and forth on whether or not to put it on, so I'm glad you did a great maneuver. Can't argue one bit with it. Mm -hmm. All right, we're getting really close now. My number number two. two. Yeah, my number two, I'm going back to the top rope, and I am going with the Macho Man's Elbow Drop. Okay. There was just something. There was just something majestic about the Macho Man. His his getting on the top rope. His pointing to the sky. It's it's yes. Yeah, it's legendary. It's iconic. Uh, honorable mention to CM Punk, who did uh, 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 an homage to the elbow drop, just and would do it just like Macho Man did. But um, I, I just feel like the Macho Man elbow drop is one of the most iconic moves of all time. Great finisher, great character, and that's why I have it as high as number two.
1: My number two was, it has to do with an elbow, but not Macho Man's. It was the Rock's bionic elbow. When he kicked the leg in, he'd throw off the elbow pad, and <laughs> you know he'd wave his arms back and forth. There was nothing more showy in, in rock-like yes. than that move right there. It was, yes. I mean, it was the quintessential I'm putting this guy away move right there.
0: We should totally do a list that is, I don't know how we would word this, but a move, the move that's all show that the actual minute, the actual move, the actual what is happening it's very minor, but the show, the buildup to it, is everything. I think that that I think that the Rock's Bionic elbow would be number one on that list. Yeah. Also, like I think of moves like the Worm. You the remember work. Scotty yep. and the Worm? It was just a lot of rigmarole for nothing.
1: And Rockies uh, too. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 Cena's five knuckle shuffle. Mm-hmm. A lot of rigmarole for nothing. The Broski boot is another one that I think of. Um, Yeah, just that's all about. That's all those those moves are just a testament to those characters. And anybody else just dropping an elbow on somebody from a standing position is no big deal. But the Rock made it amazing. Well, so that's that's why it's a good one.
1: From the tens to the one, Sony. Here we go.
0: Yes, my number one. Finishing maneuver of all time is the Stone Cold Stunner.
1: I knew it. I knew it was coming. When you didn't have the stunner, <laughs> but at three or two, I knew that was going to be your number one.
0: Stone Cold Stunner.
1: Now a
0: stunner could make you jump out of your seat in a heartbeat. When he would hit the stunner on somebody – Especially when the person knew how to sell it. Like if you ever look at Scott Hall, Razor. If you see him take a stunner, if you like, some people like. Mr. McMahon was terrible at taking mm. the stunner, but the people that would pop up and fly backwards from the impact of the stunner. I mean, he, it could look just awesome. And when he would, and he could, he could pass him out. He could stun you. He could stun four guys in three seconds. And you know, and when he was when Stone Cold, obviously, you know, there's an argument that he is maybe the best professional wrestler of all time. Uh, It's hard to argue anybody being having a better run than he did, and so just the level that he was at, the impact that that move had, I I I feel like it's the number one finishing maneuver of all time.
1: Can can I? I kind of feel like, can I poo-poo it for just, a, just a, a little poo-poo on this for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think more so than the move, it was Jim Ross that made that move great. I,
0: I Jim Ross has a lot to do with... Why Stone Cold is great, so I'm not going to argue that. But
1: I, I think I got more excited when he would start yelling "Stunner, Stone Cold, Stunner!" It, 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 it got—I think that got me more geeked than the move itself. Does that make sense? He
0: could, yeah. He would—he he would yell "Stunner" just twenty times in a row. Yes, stutter, Stunner, Stunner, Stunner,
1: exactly. <laughs> All right.
0: You know, it's funny it's funny that a guy who puts the rocks bionic elbow at number two is poo-pooing on the stunner. I know. Whatever.
1: I know. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. Well, it's time for All my number one. right.
0: No- You're number one. Here we go. The culmination of the M- list. What my, do you got?
1: My number one is the Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop off the top rope. I'm,
0: oh,
1: I mean, how many nice. times when we were kids would we stand on the, the, the arm of the couch and you raise your hand, you grab your belt, and... And then you go jump at your dad or whoever was on, you know, Uncle Tom or whatever. It To me, there was nothing more iconic. When when we were kids in our age, you know, you either did the Superfly Jimmy Snooker or you did the Macho Man. Yep. It was it. I mean, yep. that and you could do it on the couch cushion. You could do it anywhere that was two two inches off the ground. You were Macho Man Randy Savage at that moment.
0: Well, there you go, a a perfect example of how we don't talk, because when I had that at number two, I felt like I was selling it to you. I felt like like you weren't feeling it, and I had to sell it as being as iconic as it was, and it turns out you were just sandbagging. You were sitting there waiting for it to be your number one.
1: I was. I didn't want to give it away. Sometimes, Tony, it's fun not to go, you got me. (laughs)
0: yeah i you 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 know sold me on the on the macho man elbow and i thought man maybe i you know maybe i'm maybe i'm alone on this one but i i love it that's a good one is there anything as you look at your list and you and you hear these um is there anything that you think we we've missed one somewhere
1: uh, you Is know, there anything
0: that stands out as one that we've possibly missed?
1: To me, one of the other ones, and it wasn't really a finisher, but it was part of a finishing package, and I hate to go back to the Chris Benoit, but the the no-release German suplex when you do it five, six times in mm. a row, I really wanted to find a place for that, but it was really hard to put it on, on there when I had the diving headbutt already.
0: The two that I – there's two that I really – had a hard time not putting on this list. And that was the tombstone pile driver, mm-hmm. um, undertaker and, Orkane, Cause I think they both do a great one. Um, and any type of power bomb, whether it be the jackknife power bomb or a sit out power bomb or a pop up power bomb. Most likely if I was going to put one on, it would be probably Kevin Nash's jackknife power bomb. Um, but yeah, it was hard for me not to put the power bomb on the list. It was hard for me not to put a Tombstone powder ever on the list. And then when you said the um, uh, five-star, or what was it? The Shooting you put on Star early? Press. The Shooting Star Press. When you put the Shooting Star Press on earlier, well, another one was the Frog Splash. I
1: thought of that, too. I
0: considered. But also, Neville's Red Arrow is an awesome off the top row, beautiful mm-hmm. finishing move that crossed my mind also but but couldn't just couldn't uh couldn't crack the top 10 for me
1: that's and, and so i th- there you go that's our tens
0: yeah take us home
1: well you know you can follow me on twitter at dennis 7 7 ferrell or facebook where a lot of our discussions happen dennis f-a-r-r-e-l-l tony where where to do we close it out
0: yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, at TonyColombo971, all O's in Colombo, at TonyColombo971. Also, you can listen to every episode of Smack Talk Live. You can see all of our countdown lists. We just finished the finishers. Don't forget about our submissions list that we did recently. So uh, kind of goes hand-in-hand with this finishers list. You can find all of our top 10s. Yeah, you can find all of our uh, reviews, everything that we do here at Smack Talk Live, on the website 971talk.com slash Columbo. It's uh, based out of the radio station that I work for here in St. Louis. 971talk.com slash Columbo is the home of Smack Talk Live. And uh, again, we love to have this conversation with you. So so follow Dennis on Twitter, follow Dennis on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and Continue these discussions. When you hear us talking about anything, uh, please chime in. We love to continue the discussion on social media as well. So thank you very much for joining us for another episode of The Tens here on Smack Talk Live. And uh, myself, Tony Colombo, and Dennis Farrell. We will see you next time.